The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless of course you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Reviews or recommendations from your fellow man, woman, or someone who doesn't have their own section at Kohl's, but you're a smart person. You've already found the right place. You didn't need anybody to recommend this to you, did you? This is ReviewParty.com. I'm Matt. I'm Brent. And we're going to take a look at some fantastic, fanciful reviews for you today. But before we get to that, Brent, uh, I I sent you a video earlier. Did you watch that video? Yeah, I watched that video. Good. For listeners at home, it was a funnier die video of Steve Carell uh, where it, it's a sketch where he has to have his head bigger than everyone else's head on, on all of his movie posters. And it's funny because that just seems like a nonsensical demand that somebody only really petty would want. And for whatever reason, it, it floated back into my mind. And it got me thinking about how I've been petty before in silly ways. So I'm going to pose the question, have you ever been ridiculously petty before, Brent? Oh, And, and like recognize how ridiculous of, you of are? Of course. Life is, interacting with others is just a, you know, a perpetual cycle of being petty, feeling bad about it and getting over <laughs> it and being petty again. Yeah, it's hard to break that. That's just sort of a big part of who I am. Okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's good to know for everyone out there. Uh, the most flagrant pettiness that uh, of mine to date, or at least in recent memory, is uh, as as you may know, and and other people are about to know. We have our, our history in improv, but the past handful of years, I've done actual like stage scripted plays which is pretty wild yeah yeah and i've always been a good fan slash supporter of theater but had never actually i was i was a dope i was petty because i i judged those who were in theater and were putting it before improv that's not the pettiness i'm talking about though the pettiness i'm talking about is when i went to the first show that i had previously been in Oh, so I, you know, I've never, I've, I, I have, you know, that's, I don't know. That's interesting. That's a handful interesting of shows under my belt now, but it was the first show that I went to that I'd been in. And in, like, it was half a year later, I went to see this show and I'm like, oh God, they're, they're missing so much. It didn't make matters better that one of my high school teachers was playing the role that I played. Wow. And he just did not nail it. He's a he's a fan of the show, huh? I guess so. <laughs> uh, it was it was great because it was with a company that I had worked with before, and the producer was like, "Oh yeah, we got this. Uh, uh, you know how your character's supposed to jump on that table? Well, we got a about a 
200-plus pound guy, and and the only table we got is the one we used in that last show you were in, and I don't want him jumping on that. That's a good table. I paid $5 for it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's my teacher. You're calling him an old fat man. <laughs> but I'm, glad you, I'm was, glad you framed that as that man calling him an old fat man. Yeah, it wasn't me. Of course. Uh, I, I had... Plenty of bad things to say. Like there was almost <laughs> nothing redeeming about that production. <laughs> well, uh, to to save you from disparaging your alumnus anymore, I, this makes me think of two stories: a theater story, kind of, and uh, I guess, I guess just to, to reply to your story. Closest thing I've been in to being in a production is I did a fifteen-minute version of Edward Albee's The Zoo Story. Oh my. Which uh, is 15 minutes, you know, it's it's a, just enough to get the bare bones of the story. Yeah. Right? Like, to, to set up the two characters, let the one character be wacko for a minute, and say some, say some wild non-sequiturs and shit. Uh-huh. And for the other guy to get scared, and for the final scene, which I won't spoil, to happen. And all happen, it's very fast, but that made it fun to sort of distill the play down, like... I'm the one who chopped the play, which was a, probably my first cool creative thing I ever did okay. in my life, was was cut that two-hour masterpiece down to 15 minutes as best I could. And, mm-hmm. and of course, I, if you see it, I recommend seeing the entire thing. But uh, I did that, and when I went to state with that for, for the competition, um, we were watching. We went like, we didn't have, it was me and my friend didn't have a, a, a round that that round and okay. um so we went and watched one of our friends to support them and someone did like a 10 minute version one man version of <laughs> edward oh. alfie's the zoo story and uh actually it's a story of we were just really excited because he kind of takes some time to to trick you into not knowing it's zoo story he reveals it's zoo story after a little while Mm-hmm. That was a big part of the of the trick of his of his edit of it, I guess. Um, so we were just excited that someone else knew about Edward Alp story or about Zoo story because me and my friend who who did it were such nerds about it, <laughs> and uh, we were just really excited to talk to him about the Zoo story. And uh, we went up to this kid. You know, it was that state. We were from UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh-huh. so we're kind of like the poor kids. You know, we're kind of like the uncool. Uh, country kids right. going downstate near, uh, you know, Kalamazoo or whatever. So no one really had any respect for us there, and that kid especially did not. Oh. We were like, oh man, we're we're in duo. We do uh, we do Zoo Story too. That's so cool. And he was just like, oh, uh, interesting, and just <laughs> like walk like totally turned on us and walked away like a sitcom or something. Jeez. Uh. Yeah, I don't even remember if his performance was good. I was just, like, too nerding out. Like, oh, man, I can talk to this guy about Sue's story. But, uh, mm-hmm. no. And then the other... So, to get back to the pettiness prompt, I, what popped out to me is when I was living in Chicago, I was working at Starbucks. I was, like, behind on rent. I, after I caught up on rent and bills, I you know, you have that first paycheck that's just for you. Uh, right. That's That sucker is not getting saved. <laughs> that sucker is not hitting the savings account. Um, so what I did with it, I 
pre-ordered the like deluxe edition of Overwatch, which came in this huge crate with like a a statue in it. You know those crazy obnoxious one hundred twenty dollar mm-hmm. video game editions, and I got the expensive shipping so it'd get there on launch morning. Ooh. And I asked off of work for it. And the only way I could give it off of work was this girl was going to take my shift, but she was going to work like a 14-hour shift. And instead of being nice and just playing the stupid video game at 7 at night instead of at 10 in the morning, well, you know, what difference does it make? I totally acted like it was something really important. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> this girl had to work a 14-hour shift uh, so I could play <laughs> Overwatch, the video game, uh, <laughs> all day <laughs> instead of working. And in my defense, I hadn't used a vacation day yet. Starbucks was really working me to the bone down there, and I really just wanted a day to do something for myself. And uh, I did get her a gift. I got her a gift card okay. for doing that that's for nice. me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's one that's one pettiness I'm uncomfortable <laughs> saying on the air. I, okay. I thought that one struck a good balance. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are pretty great. extreme, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get yep. pretty wild. I I uh, I won't go back to to some other stories, but uh, I could maybe some other time. Yeah, maybe right. maybe we got the pettiness review. Is maybe the pettiness review is a new segment. I honestly, I wrote a review for my castmates and sent it all out to those who didn't go see it. So it's it's in an email somewhere. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's episode thirteen, folks. Get ready for that one. Uh, anyway, you got a review. Or you want me to dish something? Uh, I got a funny little guy to start yeah. with. I think. Let me let me whip this out. <laughs> Ladies, uh, <laughs> let's get right, let's hop to it. This is for a uh, GNC Mega Man Fifty Plus Vita Pack. So it's it's a general male supplement. You know, it helps with male things like uh, energy and and T levels and prostate or whatever prostate health. Nice. Uh, so it's just some GNC old dude vitamins, and it's from Amazon. It was written by C Hackman. He titles it, Not for an Office Worker. <laughs> he said, he, this man says to me, gave me extremely painful and embarrassing gas all day long. My coworkers were totally disgusted with me. I am sorry I even tried this junk. One star. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> What is in it? Oh my goodness! Listen, man, I, I don't, th- I don't, I think this guy forgot he ate a burrito last night or something. I don't think these pills are giving you farts. I think maybe that's just part of being old. Yeah, I think this <laughs> <laughs> this old farting guy <laughs> wanted to get rid of his farting, so he took some, <laughs> got some GM GNC pills and and wanted to blame it on him, thinking maybe he could sue them and get anti-fart surgery <laughs> and get his fart sack taken out like a skunk he gets defarted yeah exactly this is a, he's a skunkman <laughs> we've got a real genuine skunkman on our hands <sighs> stan you're gonna have to go talk to hr <laughs> yeah i mean uh, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I just now I'm just picturing him sitting in an office farting it up. Yeah, all his coworkers getting giving awful. him dirty looks. If you're in an office, buddy, take that to the bathroom. Take a sick day, dude. You're having a fart attack all day. Like <laughs> you're you're probably working in a nice office, dude. He's got a little suit and tie on in his picture. Yeah, uh, and he's he, getting the the defibrillations from down below. <laughs> He is really, yeah, he is just whoopy in that cushion, my dude. <laughs> day in, day out. But yeah, he's got sick days to burn. You're having a fart attack all day? Just take that sick <laughs> day, dude. Save yourself the embarrassment. And save your, I don't know, your coworkers' minds. That's affecting them, too. Not just, like, physically, they may be nauseated, but it's, like, it's mentally... Really- they have to. You're not careful. You could pull some psychological warfare with that stuff. Seriously, you don't <laughs> think about this stuff. I have to go through security every day just to get to my desk, and like, it's a habit now. It's it's something I hardly notice, but maybe it's also like people say, "Oh, I I live in a city and I hear sirens all day long." Maybe that's affecting your psyche. So when you're ripping ripping trow. <laughs> right in the office (laughs) there's like going through artillery fire all day it's gonna it's gonna (laughs) mess with your your psychological mechanisms a little bit they'll be (laughs) shell-shocked you got you got someone reviewing chicken soup talking about how their kid sucks then they go to work they gotta listen to their kid all day they go to work then they they just all they hear is farting yeah there's one there's like where is the reprieve there's Diane with her squeaky shoes that kind of sound like farts. <laughs> like, uh, who, who's coming down the oh, who's coming dude. down the the walkway? Uh, is it good Diane or is it farts a lot? He's got to get he's got to get a pair of those. <laughs> Maybe. Every time he he rips a big one, he just waves at, at Dave over across the cubicle hey. and says, "Hey, just my shoes. Hey, these shoes sure are uh, stinky." <laughs> yeah, he's got to he's got to turn into Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> And uh, blame it on his shoes. Somebody step on a duck? <laughs> Can't get a break out here. <laughs> These shoes, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I I guess I feel bad for the guy. He's trying to be healthy, and I it's... Feel, I don't feel bad for him and his fart attacks at all. <laughs> that privileged guy having a little fart attack. Gotta cry about it on Amazon. No pass from me. <laughs> no pass. Okay, okay. He's on uh, my he's on my fart list. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! What you got for me? I have a review. As long as we're talking about dang old people, <laughs> dang old. We love we love ripping on that, don't we? That, uh, this is this is a stretch here, but I have a review for Quaker Instant Oatmeal Dinosaur Eggs. Heck yeah, dude! <laughs> from, Who doesn't love those? Right from Quaker.com. This uh, review comes to us from Ice of Water Flock. Whatever that means. Is that a, is that, is that, that rapper? Ice yeah, of Walk yeah. a Flock of Flame? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, something in it, I, I, I think it was a she. I'm just going to go with Never mind. Ice of Water Flock titles their review, Maximum Dinosaurs, Maximum Satisfaction. Yes. Uh, yes. I said it yes. as such because it is all in caps. And... It starts out all in caps. Only complaint is that the single bags are a little small for anyone over the age of 10, or anyone who gets really psyched for dinosaurs. 
So I have to suggest a two-bag serving size in general. Yes. I would eat dino eggs for every breakfast for the rest of my life, given the chance, and nobody could stop me. However, yes. the dinosaurs on the box are sadly unfeathered. Perhaps yes. an art update with maximum feathers for maximum paleontological accuracy. Yes. Uh, on a less capital-required note, as it is not directly about dinosaurs, which of course require capitals, uh, yes. all oatmeals by Quaker are really good for days when you have low spoons slash energy, because they can be super easy to prepare and don't use knives or need to be directly cooked, yes. and can basically be made at the same time as coffee or tea if you have a water-only kettle. Yes. This is one of the few things that I can make on a low spoon day, and have a meal in the morning really having a meal in the morning really does help with the rest of my day. Yes. Five stars. Yes. Yes. I wrote this review. <laughs> Did you? This is a review written by me. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I am Isa Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> Famous rapper and oat, dinosaur oatmeal enthusiast. They hit they hit all the notes. They, they hit uh, the note. Oh, I am I that tear is dripping <laughs> down my eye slowly. Right, it's like it's like this was my my team. I've been rooting for dinosaur eggs all along, and <laughs> finally they've gotten the recognition. There, I just feel like there's someone out there in the world that understands me. You know, I feel <laughs> a little bit less alone on this big green speck of the blueberry. <laughs> it's like a big old blueberry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, who knows what dinosaurs have to think about this, but. Dude, I love dinosaurs. I love oatmeal. Put them together. Oh, my little, my little child, childlike heart. It just lights a flame. You ever think about dinosaurs? Big ass monsters walking around fighting each other? With the spiked tails and the talons and the claws and the teeth. You ever have oatmeal? Such a satisfying fullness afterwards. Not too heavy, not too light. Warm, if it's too hot, put some milk on it. I hope, I hope that we can spike. This, this is, sorry folks, the reviewparty.com is over. This is now Dinosaur Egg Oatmeal, <laughs> the fan cast. Oh, man, I need some right now. I had a full breakfast and I need some right now. I got some of these, someone, someone gave them out at Halloween. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> what a genius. That can't, right? That's got to be cost effective, too. It must be. I don't think those things ain't. I, I don't even think about buying oatmeal, you know? you're you When you're in the grocery store, you're sort of calculating your bill in your head as you go, mm -hmm. sort of rounding up to make it easy and, and make sure you don't go over. Oatmeal, I throw in there. You know, I, that's not added <laughs> to the tally. That's, right. that's pen, nickels and dimes to me. <sighs> Do you think, like, in the future, uh, cyborgs are going to have human human egg <laughs> oatmeal? Yeah, that that rocks, dude. <laughs> Keep oh, going with that. These these things once walked the earth. <laughs> I just pictured, like, Terminator, Terminator and ass exoskeleton. <laughs> Did you eat your breakfast? Yeah, and then ter two Terminator ass nerds doing a podcast talking about how good human oatmeal <laughs> I love the way the bones crunch oh yeah it's got it's definitely like those little what's that uh, Halloween candy that's just like skeleton bones oh yeah I think it's probably just skeleton bones it's probably just skeleton bones man <laughs> man look around us it's uh, 
It's probably all just skeleton bones, man. Hey, I got a review for a pizza slicer. Okay. <laughs> it's from Amazon, written by Eduardo Jose Garcia. He titles it, It's Too Sharp. He writes, It's too sharp. You'll cut your hand if you're not careful. Special attention should be paid if there are children in the family. Three stars. <laughs> so this is the new uh, a new contender in the knife fight. A new contender in the knife fight. That's, oh man. I can't even think of the pizza slicer. It's one of those big, you know, restaurant styles. Just oh, like a teeter-totter pizza slicer. Yeah, just like roll it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. really slam it down, but it's very sharp. It's Whoa, too, no, you might even duh. say it's too sharp. Oh, geez, Louise! This thing, this thing is double folded, single sided blade katana sharp. <laughs> All right, if you if you don't hit that pizza at the right angle, you're just gonna snap your blade in half because the steel's so brittle. But it's Ooh. so strong at the point. That's Japanese. That is Nippon steel. In this uh, checkered chef, oh checkered checkered chef, pizza cutter sharp. It's it has sharp in the name, Matt. <laughs> I well, how can I not? Oh, this changes everything. <laughs> the full name on Amazon is checkered chef pizza cutter sharp rocker blade with cover, heavy duty stainless steel. Best way to cut it, pizzas and more. Dishwasher safe. So it has a cover too. You know, it, it's, it comes with a nice cover. It's only dangerous when you unsheathe that bad boy. Right. This uh, dad's walking around the house with... <laughs> He's with got his, it like on his, on his belt. His Bushido oh, yeah. checkered chef pizza cutter on his belt. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought my phone was on that side. I just lost three fingers. Ah, uh, darn it. When I, hey, there's a whiskey joke in somewhere in there, right? That's a, we were almost highbrow for a second there, folks. Almost... Right on the cusp. <laughs> it won't happen again. I wanted to say that. I want to get that whiskey, half whiskey, half joke out before I, I went. Um, In this house, we cook pizza by the Bushido code. I say that as he he uh, he he starts on one side of the room. He just like thumb with his thumb slightly unsheaths his pizza cutter, <laughs> and then in an instant. He's on the other side of the room, <laughs> sheathing his blade. And you look, and the pizza, whoosh, into, into equal slices. They fly out, uh, and there's just speed lines, and they just, everyone reaches their hand up in, in succession and receives a slice. Mmm, <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> Arigato, Dad. It is an honor. <laughs> oh, man. That's the kind of dad I'm going to be. <laughs> just just a real old weeb dad with a sweet pizza cutter. Hey, kids are going to love that. Yeah, this pizza cutter, uh, as with all knives, I should have seen it coming. Uh, I'm so glad you touched on it. It kicks ass. I, uh, that's what I'm going to say about <laughs> it. Gets a, gets a five stars and, and one missing pinky from me. <laughs> Then you can't wield wield your pizza cutter as strongly. You need to rely on your brothers to yeah. help you to you help bet. you out in the pizza cut cutter fights, gang, street fights. You could say that as you've lost part of your body, maybe your your midichlorian count has diminished a bit. Oh, but is that you're so real? strong. <laughs> is, is that what? 
Does that, is that canon? Uh, I, th- I think it might be. Which but so is many really Jedi's don't have arms. Luke doesn't have yeah. an arm. He could have been even stronger. I we think inter- that, yeah. We interrupt this kick-ass pizza slicer review with Brent being a total nerd. <laughs> Uh, well, I, it was actually a, a, a labored attempt at a segue. Oh, get, lay it on me. It's perfect timing. I have a review for something, and I'll tell you exactly what it is in a moment, but this was inspired by another listener suggestion, and similar to our good friend Ed Fernandez sending me just a product to take a look at the reviews on, I was sent a YouTube video from listener Lisa, near dear friend of the show. Thanks, Lisa. And it is titled, Ridiculous One-Star Lego Reviews on Amazon. Funny. Obviously, I'm a pros pro. I'm not just going to nab the reviews from, from Mr. Spitbricks's video. So I went on a hunt across Amazon and found a review for the Lego Star Wars Attack of the Clones Yoda, Yoda building model and collectible minifigure. Did you just, was your theme, is your theme for this episode just stuff I think is sweet? Like stuff Brent will think is sweet? <laughs> I think it's sweet too. <laughs> That's true. So Sarah C. writes, Tiny modification made him perfect. Our whole family are a huge fan of Yoda, but I was hesitating to purchase. (laughs) I was hesitating to purchase since his eyes looked too sharp. Instead, it should look more naive, lol. So we flipped the eyelid parts opposite way, and now he is perfect. Thumbs up. So happy with him. Five stars. Was this a baby Yoda? Or a big it, Yoda, uh, this adult is Yoda. Attack of the Clones Yoda, like oh, ready to Clones. duel. Yeah, Attack of the Clones Yoda is like old Bushido Master murdering <laughs> masses of robots. Yoda. He's about to fight off against Kamtuku, man. Yeah, fight right? Kamtuku, fight, fight Darth Sidious. Almost beat Darth Sidious twice. Like it's been a while since I've seen it, but I know. Oh, it's, it's fresh he's, for he's, me, he's brother. He's supposed to be angry. He's supposed yeah, he, to have sharp-looking eyes. Yeah, he's it's it's Yoda at his toughest, right? Yeah, I this I looked into this and like there are moving parts where you can adjust his eyes, like you can move his eyelids and eyebrows to change how he's looking, and maybe his arms are slightly poseable too. But Sarah C wants him to look naive. Right, that's exactly what I was just wanting to say. Let me let me get it out of the way for all my. Star Wars brothers and sisters, Yoda at no point is naive. Baby no. Yoda isn't even naive, okay? <laughs> Yoda is, is the wisest wise man ever to be wise. He's so wise. That's the opposite of naive. Look it up. <laughs> and this family is a huge fan of Yoda, but they want him to look naive. What? What an insult. What an <laughs> yeah. insult to my, my delicate nerd core. I'm flabbergasted. I am absolutely triggered. Flabber, <laughs> flabber busted. I'm busted. I'm triggered. I'm over this. <laughs> and to like, if to go off of, like, the thing about Yoda and the prequels, he's not aloof like he is when he's with Luke. Yeah, he's not just playing around like, I'm so wise. But, and the cartoon touches on that aloofness a little bit more, the Clone Wars series. Okay. But, um, yeah, man, for all, and all the... The, like, when you picture Yoda from the Clone Wars era, it's Yoda, like, with the lightsaber out, looking tough, looking Grimacing, got a furrowed brow, right? Ugh. Ready to, ready to He's reluctantly, to but confidently, uh, take on 
some some people he has some dark history with. Re- reluctantly but confidently do a double front flip. <laughs> do a double triple front flip into a troubled triple axle Jedi sword <laughs> lightsaber slice. Tony uh, Hawk. Tony pro yeah, skater. He's about to go full pro skater. You know the this this is obvious to anyone who who's got some thought, but um, Yoda's lightsaber style relies on him using the Force to push his to basically puppet his own body. Yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, in sort of the same way that Doctor Strange is using his powers, and that other guy Benjamin Bratt in the Doctor Strange movie, uh, using their powers to to help you know, function normally. Right. Yoda's using the Force anytime he's fighting. Once he's you know all old and old, yeah. But uh, also, so Yoda's fighting style for those who don't know, it's kind of like when you are in fo- a Photoshop program of any kind and you like cut out a character from the background and you just slide the mouse around the screen as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, try and try and beat that Count Dooku. Oh, it wasn't Count Dooku actually. Let me. That was let me. my it's mistake. It's a uh, well, yeah. He fights Darth Sidious twice. Okay. And um, Dooku is just Anakin, right? Him. And uh, Obi Wan and Anakin fight Dooku twice too. Right. Uh, cool movies, man. You know, they what's said about them is all true. You know, but <laughs> within each of those movies, there's a, there's a, a good movie too. There's some good bits. There's sure. of, of course. Yeah, I just watched them recently. That's okay. why. I'm, that's why I'm extra nerding <laughs> out over it. I think. I think we. I do. We need a little break to. Uh, yeah, I am get hot over and this, bothered. Hot and bothered by all this nostalgia, this hot, steamy nerd nostalgia in here. I'm gonna go uh, track me down a, a nice bowl of dinosaur oatmeal. <laughs> see you on the other end. Yeah, see you on the other side of that, folks. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. (laughs) Mine mine is at the store. (laughs) That is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbuddy.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now, because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. Hey, folks. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today, as always. Uh, I am very excited to bring you a brand spanking new segment. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, to be perfectly clear, Matt does not even know anything about this segment. Other than that, I said I have a new one. Uh, and I guess to preface, you know, for the past few years, I've been, uh, I've been trying to get it. I've been making an attempt to get into hip hop, hip hop music. It's been successful. It's been, it's, it's now my favorite kind of music. I'm, I'm so glad I, I made the effort to get into a new musical genre. And I think, uh... Everyone, everyone should try and do something too. You know, something, something you don't necessarily like that much. But if you gave it an effort, maybe you could find something you did like about it. 
uh, yeah. it's a very rewarding experience. I love to to find myself where I didn't expect to find myself. Mm-hmm. Like that shows I've opened myself to new things. Like I, cross country in college, a five mile race for someone who was traditionally a sprinter jumper. Uh, I never thought I'd find myself there, but it was awesome. Uh, or in theater, right? Like like I said before, someone who was like improv yeah. is the best thing ever. But now I get it. Like, okay, I'm glad. Glad I opened myself right. up. I'm glad I proved myself to be an idiot <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's like, why was I, I think, closed off to this for so long? I think that's a big part about being an emotionally intelligent adult. It's a good exercise in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to celebrate that, um, I bring you the White Boy Reads a Hip Hop Song segment to be named later. Okay. And we're uh, we're workshopping that name, but uh, here I have for you. I, I would, uh, you know, I, I we're both Matt and I are both fans of Shakespeare. Um, talk about nerdy stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode. But I think we both really like the the wordplay, the jokes. You know, weaved yes. into every bit of Shakespeare, the layered nuance of it. You know, the you can read a hundred times and find a new joke, find a new wordplay bit. And I th- I really think hip hop is that's you know it's keeping that tradition alive in a in a modern and fucking awesome way. So I think uh, sharing it with you like this uh, will 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 bring attention to that. And of course, I, I encourage our audience to actually go and listen to the real song, which is much better than my rendition <laughs> than my uh, nerdy rendition is about to be. But uh, either way, I, I think I think enjoy, and I'm I'm gonna. I think I have time for the chorus verse verse of this song, and then we'll get get Matt's reaction. And, and that's the segment, folks. This is the song Plain Jane by ASAP Ferg, produced by Kirk Knight, off of the album Still Strivin'. And uh, in, in this ASAP Ferg pens, Ride with the mob, hum do Allah, check in with me, and do your job. Ferg is the name. Ben Baller did the chain. Torno for the watch, Prezi Plain Jane. Lamborghini chain, rest in peace to my superior. Hermes Link could feed a village in Liberia. TMZ taking pictures, causing mad hysteria. Mama see me on BET and start tearing up. I'ma start killing homies. How did you get that trife? I attended Harlem picnics, where you risked your life. Uncle used to skim work selling nicks at night. I was only eight years old, watching Nick at night. Uncle Psycho was in that bathroom bugging. Knife to his guts, hope daddy don't cut him. Suicidal thoughts brought to me with no advisory. He was pitching dummy, selling fiends mad ivory. Grandma had the arthritis in her hands bad. She was popping pills like rappers in society. I fuck your bitch for the irony. I'll send Michi at your hoe if your bitch keep eyeing me. Uh, and then chorus, and back to verse two, which I, I uh, is one of my favorites. I'ma explain why you probably never see me. I'm in a sunken place, no Instagram, I'm watching TV. I think I trade my breakfast, lunch, and dinner for some kitty. Please believe me, I see Riri, I'ma eat it, like Panini. I go dumb up in the broad, hit the walls like graffiti. Indian burns all upon a homie's wee-wee. I think I need a foursome, Bella, Kendall, Gigi. 
It'd be easy if Reneezy hook it all up on the Leezy. I go crazy in my Yeezy, Kirk Neezy on the beat. I told him now we finna glow up in the street. Rappers talk subliminal, but they don't talk to me. Put them in the Jersey Shore, like Polly D. Uh, and that that was Plain Jane by ASAP Ferb, folks. Snaps, hey. snaps all around. Uh, anything, anything hit you about that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Indian burns. <laughs> Uh, that, that's, that is, that's uh, the line. Yeah. Yeah. Really oh, Indian burns it. all up on an omitted wee wee. Uh, he go dumb I up in the broad, it. hit the walls like graffiti. So he, you know, he's hitting a lot of stuff. Uh, our, our friends at Genius have um, annotated that line. Indian burns are burns caused by friction using one's hands in a ringing motion on a person. Ferg has Indian's burns on his penis from either getting too many hand jobs, friction from intercourse, or most likely from masturbation, given his isolation in the studio, as mentioned earlier in the verse. Wow, okay, that's that's like the other side. That's like like any good Shakespeare. Right. Uh, you've got the explanation on the other <laughs> side of the page. <laughs> yeah, that's the, really the great thing. Reading Genius is just like reading those shakes, like heavily annotated Shakespeare books. It's the same sort of fun little like, oh, sort so of that's experience. That's what that is. Okay. Right. That's I think what I'm trying to trying to get at here. <laughs> that yeah, it's very intricate, layered, just like Shakespeare. Uh, Grandma popping pills. Yeah, grandma with the arthritis popping pills like rappers in society. That's that's what I uh, love about this song. My my roommate pitched. He's sort of been my uh, hip hop Yoda, if you will. You know, my hip hop mm-hmm. uh, Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> and he recommended ASAP Ferg to me. He's like, ASAP Ferg is is silly boy rap. You know, you're a silly boy. You'll you, I think you'd really like that. He's also you know from. A crew, a rap crew, like just like Wu Tang, he's from ASAP Mob, which I love Wu Tang, so I'm always into that. And this song, it, it really it it shows both his strengths. In the second verse, he's just braggadocious, being silly and being braggadocious, uh-huh. which which I which I love, you know, making some hot double entendres in the braggadocio. But the first verse is is a dark stuff, right? Yeah, uh, talking about his uncle selling. C- coke out of his grandma's house meanwhile his, his grandma's arthritis had to pop a bunch of pills to stay sane it, you know it, it paints a uh a, a, a pretty dark picture yeah well he's there watching nick at night right he's just uh, eight years old watching bill cosby show uh, watching watching uh family matters and shit the nanny the nanny then uh, is that that's what's on there these days right i think they're in a big nanny phase when I was a kid, it was a lot of Brady Bunch. That's kind of why I like Brady Bunch, because that's what was my Nick at Night diet. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't watched too much Nick at Night recently. I think I think they're on the nanny, and I think they're out of the French Prince phase. They're looking for something new. Oh, mistake. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Uh, to close on this, I'll read a little excerpt. Again, from Genius. Um, Plain Jane details Ferg's love for Plain Jane Watches and talks about his childhood. It was originally released under his EP, Furious Ferg, and eventually became the lead single for Still Striving. The track's flow and instrumental are heavily influenced by 1999 cult classic Slob on My Knob, 
by Tear the Club Up Thugs, a side project of Thick Six Mafia. Plain Jane proved to be more successful than planned, peaking at 26 on the hot Billboard Hot 100 and going platinum in eight months. So wow. shout out, shout out ASAP Mob, shout out ASAP Ferg. Uh, I fucking love that track. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it plain uh. Jane. <laughs> if anyone felt out of their element with that, don't worry. I'm gonna make things make things as as plain Jane as they can be Whoa. with this next review. Because uh, I have a review from I can't believe it's not butter.com. <laughs> if you felt at all threatened by someone asking you to, to open your mind to other things, uh, once upon a time, people opened their minds to, to fake butter. And we've, got, <laughs> we've gotten along just fine. So I think we're in a better place for it. We're in a better place. You don't need to be... Some of those lyrics, you may need the translations. But if you give it a chance, it'll be all right. Anyway, on to the review. Oh. <laughs> Love'em Pumpkin titles this review for just standard, I can't believe it's not butter tub. Uh-huh. Mom, I can't believe that's not butter. Meow. Stop. I, you're not going to read the rest of this review, are you? <laughs> I have another one for it. I can't believe it's not butter, but it's no, your Now call. you have to do it. Now you have to do it. Go. Uh, <laughs> I am not only a mom, wife, and daughter. I am also a mom to my four-legged cat I call Trebby. When I am cooking for the family at night, he watches and keeps me company. He looks forward to his nightly taste of real butter. We both have been trying to watch watch our weight and cholesterol lately. When I received my free sample of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter, original spread, I was skeptical. How can this replace the thick, rich taste my family are all used to? I took a taste on a piece of homemade warm bread and almost melted in pleasure. My companion jumped up on the counter and started to swipe at me. He wanted a lick, too. I could not believe he, too, was overcome with pleasure as he began to purr. I swear, he looked right at me with his big, wide, expressive eyes. Mom, I can't believe it's not butter. Now I can feel good about indulging myself and my cat in my nightly cooking ritual that will always include I can't believe it's not butter original spread. Five stars. This is what it felt like when people... We're reading Edgar Allan Poe in the 1800s, dude. <laughs> like, that is the feeling I have right now. I am horrified. She's just a psychopath. That's <laughs> oh, what you're I, saying. Yeah, this, when I was picked, she really painted a, a, a picture, and maybe some people thought it was very homely and wholesome, but it looked like Coraline in my head. Like, just <laughs> like crazy camera angles, like things jumping out, all Tim Burton styled. Oh, if you want to move on, the cat (laughs) eat the butter. No, we have to stay here. Okay, (laughs) we can't go. We can't leave now. (laughs) The cat eat the butter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I just picture somebody entering a shadowy house and where's the butter? (sighs) And someone's just sitting on the couch. The cat ate it. Oh no. And this is just Garfield now, isn't it? Now, okay, I'm out of the creepy space. I'm just in a uh, a Technicolor Gar- Garfield comic. I'm John. <laughs> Except instead of lasagna, Garfield just likes to eat up tray of margarine, dude. <laughs> just a tub of butter. It's, it, yeah. Don't feed your cats butter. <laughs> or fake butter. Oh, yeah, dude. 
It's, she said her cat's fat, right? Her cat's like unhealthy. <laughs> she said we've both been trying to watch our weight and cholesterol. Oh my god! <laughs> how much butter does this woman eat every day? And how much I, do you listen, feed your cat? I love butter and cooking. I will. I will. You know, sometimes when I make a meal, I I don't hold back on the butter. I think that's indulge every now and then. It's an amplifier. Yeah. Are you slamming sticks a day, dog? You gotta, you gotta rethink your assess your situation. It's her nightly cooking ritual that will now include I can't believe it's not butter. How many tub how many like where did was this from I can't believe it's not butter.com? Yeah. Does she, can you buy in bulk there? I figured that she okay. needs more of a Costco situation. <laughs> I got some of that government stock. I can't believe it's not butter. She needs she needs like a cat food bag sized tub of butter. How do you budget for that? Okay, we gotta we gotta have a couple sticks for the family and a couple sticks for the cat. <laughs> I know. Uh, How do you do that? Not look at your life and see it in shambles. See the Coraline horror story you've built around yourself. I would. I don't know. I don't know. This a is buttery America. Cat. A buttery cat just walking around the house, dripping on things and licking things. And... Oh. Yeah, that cat thinks it owns the place. That cat started screaming when it didn't have a lick of butter. <laughs> like, whether or not it's unhealthy, like, cholesterol-wise for your cat. Because she's definitely shortening her cat's life. Yeah. Definitely. Like, this cat has a some a, an awful neuro-based addiction to this. This cat started screaming when it didn't have a lick of butter immediately. And swiping. It swiped. Swiped. This cat is trying to take your head off. It doesn't care about you. It cares about the goddamn butter. You are nothing but a vessel to bring the... Yeah, you're a conduit to the butter. And only kept alive because without you, there is no butter. There's no love there. There's only love of the butter. You you, you dug that hole. Catherine. This is a horror movie. This is like a Edgar Allan Poe story about a woman Mm. who, who is feeding her cat's butter. She can hear its voice. <laughs> More. Mm. She wakes up in the middle of the night. It's uh, just standing, staring it, at her. Uh, it just looks like hunger. It's, it's pupils shaped like margarine sticks. Catherine. <laughs> I require more butter. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and, and to me, that's scary. Okay. That is scary. Maybe we shouldn't open our <laughs> our our minds in, 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 to everything. <laughs> right. That's a step too far. <laughs> Don't be open to cat butter. Yeah, we nearly went like Eldritch Cthulhu war like action on that. That's one step away from that. But uh you know, I got something to bring us back into the wholesome world we like oh, to settle please. in. Yeah, a quick one from Amazon for a dinner sixteen piece dinner spoon set. Uh, this review is by Pen Name, uh, who titles it Nice Spoons. They write, Nice spoons for soup, cereal, etc. They're very shiny and pretty. Except as soon as I touch them, they have fingerprints and smudges on them. I'm very pleased with them overall. Since many people wonder about their size, I'd say there are two sizes of spoons often considered dinner spoons, and these are the slightly larger ones. Okay. Uh, four stars. <laughs> All right. Uh, just a nice spoon review. 
I prefer the slightly smaller spoons. Seriously? I'm a uh, big soon boy. <laughs> the bigger the spoon, the happier, the, the, the bigger the smile. That's what they and always say. There may be some sort of subliminal, like, uh, look at the amount of food per size of spoon I have. I'd better slow down, pace you've, myself. You've eaten meals with me. You know there's no slowing down. <laughs> there's no limiter right. on that situation. There's no governor to regulate <laughs> exactly. uh, the intake. That's like, it's going in. You know, I need a bigger shovel. The bigger the shovel, the happier the boy. <laughs> but uh, I just, the smudges thing seems so backhanded to me. That's really yeah, what that, out. These sheets were great until someone slept in them. It was just... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, it's good that you got shiny spoons, but yeah, it's, it's bound to happen when you, when you, there was a tongue print on my spoon after eating. Wow. There was some, I, I had some spaghetti with the spoon and there was little chunks of hardened tomatoes on it. I don't really like that. I scooped the butter with this. <laughs> <laughs> She needs the big scooper for her cat. She definitely oh. is a big scooper kind of gal. Come on, Trippy. I was see, I you know, I, I was afraid when it started and then her cat's name was Tabby. Trebby. Trebby. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that name is kinda fun. And that was immediately pulled back into the darkness. <laughs> the depths. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a that's all she wrote for episode twelve, folks. I had a great time. Put the lid back on, yeah. Uh, we'll keep it fresh for next time. <laughs> I can't believe it's not podcast. <laughs> I can't believe it's not normal. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us an absurd review to Muse Over, please send an email with a hyperlink to said review to reviewparty.com at gmail.com and include your name so we can throw you some credit. If you would like to see more content from us, and that's right, see as opposed to hear, you can check out our website, reviewparty.com.com. That's D-O-T-C-O-M dot com, where you can find our blog. You can find links to our Instagram and Twitter, but those are also at reviewpartypod for the Twitter and reviewparty.com for the Insta. And at the bottom of our homepage, you can find the sign-up link for the after-party review newsletter. Woo, Make sure woo, you woo. you play nice with with the the spam bot robot thing. Otherwise, it'll take you prisoner. Take you take you hostage. Hostage, folks. Uh, thanks to Nosebleeds, my dudes, for uh, use of the song "Bread for Breakfast" for our themes. You can hear it at the beginning and the end of the episode. It's great, right? So go right. listen to him on Spotify. Spotify. That it hits the spot. Hits the spot. If I could tell you about it, I would. Spotify nosebleeds. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. We're really funny, right? This is the funniest shit you ever heard. Uh, it's the funniest things I've heard. Yeah, funny. Uh, all day. This makes Pickle Rick look like garbage, dude. Pickle <laughs> Rick, you're on my watch list. You got a review to finish us out. I do have a review to finish this out. This is a review from ghostbed.com. Gary S. is a verified buyer. Uh, I'm going to spoil the rating. He gives it a five star. The product is great, but the service is lacking. Contact with ghost has been very difficult. Sucks to it's suck, a ghost, dude. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
crazy out there, Ghostbusters. <laughs>